This is the Gospel Revolution. Since you're knocking on the door, you're begging to come in, yeah. On a weather of the wild, love's been knocking from within. You are the love you see. A perfect yet unique Here's the founder and president of the Gospel Revolution, Michael Lilborn Williams. Hi, Daniel Rouse. It is so nice to feel so welcome. <laughs> and it's so nice to see you, even in your new environment. I know. It's so good to see you. Goodness gracious. Um, uh, Daniel went back to work on me, and it's like we don't get to play anymore like we used to on the phone and going through Bible. So if we don't know a damn thing, it's because Daniel had to go back to work. So, <laughs> But that's just the way it is. Now, we, uh, of course, our time, we always, uh, even what little time we have to get together and understand, to plan out what we're going to do, uh, it's really quite productive. So we have mastered this, Michael. I think we have. <laughs> yeah, but I, speaking of mastering this, me and my family mastered Christmas this year. How did you do that? We canceled it. <laughs> <laughs> we canceled it until the, the next weekend. So oh. now I know for you guys, this is quite uh, okay, but it's zero here. <laughs> zero. Yeah. We don't, we don't do things at zero. So this is a one in 10 year event here in this part of Tennessee. So uh, my daughter was feeling pressured and uh, Hazel had the bah humbugs and, and uh, it just, uh, and so I was talking to my daughter and, and, and she said, I don't have everything ready. And blah, blah. I said, who says we have to celebrate Christmas on the worst three days of the whole year so far? I mean, Goodness, in Illinois, it's 10 below. Here, it's zero. And I just told her, I said, I called Hazel. And I said, Hazel, I said, you are not driving. Mm. I, I mean, I, I pulled a big Mikey. And, <laughs> um, and uh, I just told her, I said, I, you are not driving because she is partially disabled. And uh, it's very difficult for her to uh, walk very far at all. And I just thought if you get stranded somewhere and see, even See, down here, emergency services shut down when it gets this bad. <laughs> so I just told her, I said, you know, now if they want to drive up and pick you up, that's fine. But you're not driving down there that hour and a half. Yeah. So then I called my daughter to tell her, if you want Christmas, you're going to have to go get your mom. Well, I'm just, uh, I'm, I said, well, you know, Jesus said that uh, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. <laughs> and uh, uh, I said, Christmas was made for us, not us for Christmas. Mm. So I pulled scriptures out, you know, I just, I'm just out of context and everything. <laughs> I just, but I used it. And I said, who says we have to celebrate Christmas this weekend? Mm -hmm. I said, it's dangerous. Uh, it's, you're not ready. Uh, you know, uh, your mom can't travel. And so let's just put it off a week. Do you know that it's going to be 64 degrees the following weekend? <laughs> not here, it's not. <laughs> After zero, I know. <laughs> right? And so 
uh, it's like, so that means Christmas is officially postponed because Christmas was made for us, mm. not us for Christmas. And uh, so she started calling around. First off, she asked Corbin, Corbin, is it okay with you if we postpone Christmas for a week? That's usually not a question a child wants to hear. Yeah. But she explained to him, you know, why we were doing it. And, and he said, yeah, I'm cool with that. And then she asked Lily and, and Billy and then um, uh, everybody concerned. And everybody's like, sure, why not? <laughs> and I said, besides that, this isn't Jesus's birthday anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and his name wasn't even Jesus. So. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled out all the guns I could find. And I, and we won. I won. I won. And everybody's very happy now. Actually, we all won. We've put off Christmas. Christmas is our holiday. The holiday is not there for us to obey. The holiday is there to obey us. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a gospel message in there somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where. but <laughs> Wow, that's good news. Yeah, well, that's what it's supposed to be. It's Christmas, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of Christmas, Merry Christmas, everybody. I know. Goodness gracious. Can we, you believe uh, it's Christmas already? It seems just, like we were talking about Christmas last week. It's just absolutely amazing. I I, uh, I was absolutely shocked when somebody reminded me that this is Christmas. And uh, it's like, wait a minute. Well, yeah, I guess we did just do Thanksgiving, and I think it still comes after that. So. <laughs> But uh, the Christmas story, uh, we can't get by without doing the Christmas story. Mm. And I tell you what, folks, uh, this research and study that we've been doing, uh, separating the issue and the topic of heaven from eternal life, uh, everlasting life, and um, uh, it's, it's, it's been absolutely amazing that we have found no correlation. Mm. Uh, between the term everlasting life and heaven. Yeah. And we're all the way up to Galatians. Yeah. We're ready to go into Galatians. But before we go into Galatians, we've got to do the Christmas story. Mm. And it might even turn out a little bit better for us. Also, a little different now that we know, man, I tell you, there's just this amazing thing going on in me about heaven being a topic and eternal life being a topic. Yeah. And they're not the same. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I it's just it's it's just utterly amazing. So Daniel, why don't you read us uh Luke two? I think that's where it still is, isn't it? That is it. Luke two. And uh, now these angels had just come from heaven, so maybe they'll tell us something about eternal life. Let's see what they had to say. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Cornelius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, mm. to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was, while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. 
she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone upon them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with them the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which they were told by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. Mm. Amazing story still to this day. A couple of points. Uh, the term world. Is that by any chance Okamani? When he was going to, uh, now of course the King James Version talks about a tax, but yours says a register. So. <laughs> <laughs> If you're registered, you're going to be taxed, right? That's right. <laughs> yes, that is Oikomeni. Uh Surprise, surprise. Mm. You see, this is just another one of those places that shows us that the research that we've done over these years has paid off. Every time, every time we pull the the handle on this, we get a cash uh, dividend. I'm telling you, we get all cherries across the top. The cash doesn't really come out, but we get to, <laughs> we get to cherries, but not the cash. Uh, but here, the the term "world" is the Okamani, and this is this term means that that entire region. Mm. We know that uh, he had the, not the power to tax the whole cosmos. Yeah, um, it is important to understand this. He didn't have the power to tax tax the entire age. Uh, it's important to know that this word oikomene means a region, and specifically the Roman Empire. Yep. And that's exactly what he was doing, that this is the entire Roman Empire. But the whole world should be taxed, or as, uh, what does yours say? Should be registered. The registered. whole world should be what registered. A, what a boring term, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't use the authorized version. <laughs> I'm not too sorry. You hadn't switched yet. So. But the that but it's important to stop there and acknowledge this, uh, folks. If we had taught you nothing over the last twenty years except the difference between the words "world" or "kameni," uh, uh, "world," "aeon," and "world cosmos." 
you ought to empty your bank account and give it to us because <laughs> I, from there you can you can understand the whole gospel mm. if you just use those words in context. Yeah, it, it is so amazing. The gospel is so simple. It is so amazing. And uh, uh, Paul brought it up in the book of Romans. He said that the you know the whole world had heard the gospel, and Jesus said that the work that he was doing would not happen in Matthew 24 until the entire Okamani had heard the gospel. Mm. And all of this has been so convoluted and people have come up with such crazy Catholic and Protestant beliefs that are just nuts Yeah, and, and, and don't even care whether to look up and see what those words mean. We care, we look, we see, we learn, we teach, and we are here to help you see this incredible, uh, brilliant truth. Uh, so then the next thing that we have here is uh, the angels arrived uh, on the scene there. And uh, how in the world was it that, again, how in the world was it that the angels, that the uh, shepherds knew exactly where to find Jesus? Because of Migdal Eder. Migdal Eder. My God, what a study that was, huh? And they knew exactly where he was. When they said, you'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes in the manger. Uh, mangers is where that they put sheep. Mm. That's where they, swaddling clothes is what they did to the sacrificial lambs. Um, they, they, uh, why did they wrap sacrificial lambs particularly? Uh, in swaddling clothes, lambs they saw were born without blemish and without spot. They wrapped them in swaddling clothes so that they could not injure themselves or break a bone because then they would no longer be uh, 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 qualified to be sacrificial lambs. Yeah. So when they heard wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, bam, he's at McDowell Edder. Mm-hmm. And they went running. And guess where McDowell Edder is? It's just outside the gates of Bethlehem. And guess where Jesus was born? And guess where Jesus was born? <laughs> and guess where the shepherds were? And mm. wow. So, uh, wait, then, wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. When we got these details, where the Hebrew scriptures? Yeah, we went and just read the Hebrew scriptures, uh, 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 whole chapters. You mean you didn't pay John? I didn't pay John. <laughs> But we didn't get paid well either. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, oh my gosh. And if we get paid nothing, Daniel and I are going to have just as much fun. Yeah. Uh, my goodness. Uh, what a wonderful gospel. Uh, uh, that entire uh, chapter seven, I think it was, of Micah. And then we found out the moniker for. Uh, Mary, mm. the daughter of Zion, the daughter of Jerusalem, and we went back, and it's like eighty percent of every one of the terms used in the the scriptures are clearly talking about Mary. Yeah, my goodness, I, so profound, so uh, such insights, so settling, and now here we have the angels showing up right in the middle of our teaching about heaven, you know, mm. <laughs> right here at Christmas. 
It's just like right on time, you know, they they come uh, from heaven. They had good news for the human race. Isn't that what that says? That they, they had good news, gospel. Yep. They had good news, gospel for people on earth. Mm. Now, let me tell you what is glaringly missing in this story. Not one mention of those shepherds or any human being going to heaven. The message was what the mystics deny. Francois, you deny this. Andre Rabe, you deny this. And Don Keithley, you deny this. And the list goes on and on. But all of you guys deny this announcement by the angels that announced that a declaration of peace was about to happen between God and man. I don't know how you live with yourselves, guys. Mm. You deny the very basic message that the angels had for the shepherds. This is great news. A declaration of peace is about to happen. Not between men, but between God and man. This is great news. Yep. Well, uh, uh, Andre doesn't think it's great news. In fact, they 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 talk about us like we're some kind of insane asylum people who thinks that God was ever uh, ever angry. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, all of them speak of us in this of this manner, but we think they're insane too. So. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I tell you what, you can join one insane asylum or the other one. The other one agrees with all of the Hebrew scriptures. The other one says, let's just, I'm just going to say it. Let's just crap on the Hebrew scriptures. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's forget the Hebrew scriptures. Pay John. Use it as toilet paper if you want to. I mean, it, wouldn't that be just as an acceptable thing? If you're going to pay John, yep. just rip it out and use it as toilet paper. That would be Francois' suggestion, and and the rest of these guys. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, it's Christmas time, you know. I'm, <laughs> I've got the Christmas spirit here. <laughs> you know, I'm. I'm. It's. I'm done with this. These these people denying the work of the cross and celebrating Jesus. Mm. It's like, okay, how do you do that? Uh, I can tell you how you do that. You become very self righteous. In the way you present your message, you get all ah ha 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 and you just get just the I mean, uh, you get flowery. You have to do it in every way. You have to get in that gear, and all of a sudden, I mean, I've watched Andre, and he'll get up and he'll say three or four sentences, and then then all of a sudden he goes ah ha ha ah ha ha, and then everybody else starts in the cold group going ah ha. I've been around cults before. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the way they sound, and uh, uh, and and the, and the other guys. Goodness gracious, they all do it. They all do it because you see, you have to depend on the excitement of, of the hyperbole because there's no substance there. Mm-hmm. They can't tell you what the scriptures say. In fact, it's just the opposite. Especially Don Keithley, he says, "Oh, for those who need a scripture, like." You know, we're the dumbest ass people on the earth. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that need a scripture. Oh my God, you need a scripture. <laughs> it's like, what, what are you talking? Number one, they don't even know what the scriptures are. Yeah. They, they don't know. Daniel, would you tell the people what the scriptures are and what they're not? Just so that you can shut me up for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus described them as the law, the Psalms, and the prophets. Mm. And the scriptures are not everything that's from Genesis to Revelation. The, the maps? Not the maps. Not or the, the maps concordance. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can leave the maps in, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it would be better than what these guys have done to the the uh, Hebrew scriptures. Mm. They have completely discarded and counted them as waste. Yeah. The, and in fact, uh, Don Keithley will tell you, don't even turn back. Don't even go back there unless you can find something that agrees with his teaching. Mm. And then he'll allow you to find a verse, you know, cause he, he'll do that. But remember when we went into that one where the, the, the verse uh, uh, pr- confirmed everything that they taught. That God said, I never told anybody to do these sacrifices. Yep. And we thought, wow, they've got something there. We're going to, maybe we need to change our minds. So we went back to that in Jeremiah, was yep. it? Yep. And um, uh, we, but we read the whole chapter and we found out that the, the, uh, scriptures were talking about the sacrifice of children. Mm-hmm. And God said, I never told you Jews to do this. Yep. And uh, he, he never said that he didn't tell them to do uh, what he laid out in Deuteronomy and Exodus and Leviticus and, and all of those about the, the, uh, about the sacrifices. Uh, now, uh, God didn't like the sacrifices still, but he did tell them to do it. Mm-hmm. But he still, still, uh, Hebrews tells us that God didn't like the sacrifices. But then you got to stop and ask yourself, why didn't God like the sacrifices if he told them to do it? Same reason he gave them the law. He didn't like the law because it wouldn't work. Yeah. He didn't like the sacrifices because they weren't going to work. They were necessary for our brains to be able to be led to understanding salvation. So the sacrifices could lead us to the sacrifice. So the high priest, the, the, the high priest could lead us to the great high priest. So that the law could lead us to grace. Come on, dummies, wake the hell up. Mm. You better get me off here sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, this is this is ridiculous. I, I'm telling you, it's Christmas, and this is my Christmas present uh, to our mystic friends. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, you're the Grinch who stole the mystic Christmas. <laughs> I, I am stealing the Christian and the mystic Christmas all together because there's a real thing that happened. Now it wasn't December the 25th. It's like I told my family, isn't it Jesus' birthday? And his name wasn't even Jesus. <laughs> but there, there's a real gospel. Yes. Uh, and, uh, even though we have, uh, we Christianity and uh, Catholicism has mixed paganism in it, every single holiday that we, uh, ascribe to Christmas and Easter and all of those, uh, Halloween, all of it was, uh, incorporated into the, uh, 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 paganism 
uh, because they were wanting to incorporate and draw in paganism. And so there was agreements that were made. You know, you add our this and we'll add your that. And well, what about uh, Yeshua? Well, I tell you what, uh, change his name to son of Zeus and we're all in. Mm. <laughs> sure. Let's do the Latin of that and we'll call him Jesus. And so here we have it. It's as clear as it can be. But you see, folks, none of these things are so screwed up that you can't see your way through it. Mm-hmm. There's one thing that we can depend on, and that is the Hebrew scriptures. And we see his name. His name shall be called Emmanuel, the Prince of Peace. I, I, I mean, uh, so many different ways that uh, this can be seen through the scriptures. And then a lot of people in the New Testament writings, uh, Matthew through Revelation, got a lot of this right. Mm-hmm. You say, well, who are you to pick and choose? We don't pick and choose. The Hebrew scriptures pick and choose who got it right. Amen. And if they didn't say it the way the Hebrew scriptures say it, we call them out. Mm-hmm. Peter, James, John, George, Ringo, we don't make any difference who it is. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, Daniel and I call each other out all the time when we read into something. It's like, now, wait a minute. Now, what does that, what is that really saying? What does that really mean? Well, let's go back to the scriptures. For me to hear these guys downplay and insult the scriptures the way they do, to me, is frightening. It's frightening for the future of the gospel because they are whitewashing the gospel to the point to where that other generations just aren't going to believe anything at all. Let's put it this way. They're not going to know anything at all. And with the gospel, you can know something. Mm. And these are the things that we know. I don't believe anything. These are the things I know. You say, how can you know them? Because I know the Hebrew scriptures. I know the scriptures. I know what they say. I know, and what they don't, what I don't know, I can learn. But until I can see it in the Hebrew scriptures, it's just, I can believe it for a while. Beliefs are okay, folks. But but beliefs are things that you use until you get to the truth. Mm -hmm. It's like a column of figures. It's like, okay, let's look at this. Well, I believe that this would come out to the same thing if we figured it this way. All right, well, let's do the calculations. You run these figures, I'll run those, and we'll see if it comes up to the same numbers. Okay, well, I believe it does, but we don't know yet. Mm. And everybody works real hard and goes through both uh, uh, types of, of calculus and trigonometry and geometry, and they all come back with the answer, and they say, wow, all three of these Methods, trigonometry included, uh, wow, it all comes up with the same answer. So now we don't believe it. We know it. Mm -hmm. What we teach you here, we know. Now, we'll tell you if it's something we believe until we do know it. We've taught a whole lot of things that we believed until we know it. But we'll let you know. Now, this is just something we believe. But believing is something that is not a foundation strong enough to present the gospel from. 
Believing is what you do until you get to the truth. Mm -hmm. Oh, I believe. It's like, well, gosh, I'm so sorry you're so... uh, 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 so not so far along in your understanding of the gospel. I believe in Jesus. Well, I don't believe in him. I know him. Mm. Uh, I know him. I know the power of the resurrection. If Paul could know him and the power of, his, of the resurrection, why in the world would I not be able to know him and the power of the resurrection? Come on. I'm not a believer. I used to be a believer. And then I got saved. <laughs> <laughs> I think my COVID brain's gone. <laughs> and what these angels uh, proclaimed, Michael, is yeah. confirmed in the scriptures. Isn't, isn't that funny? Because <laughs> they said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Peace and goodwill toward men. Do you know that you will never see that sign up at a church, mm. uh, at a Christmas parade, it says "Peace on Earth" yep. and "Goodwill toward Men." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for playing. Uh, it just doesn't say that. What's the difference, Michael? Uh, the difference is this: peace is between God and man, from God toward. The word "toward" mm. means something. It doesn't mean between. Mm. Uh, it means toward, uh, peace and goodwill toward man, not between man. And, and now, the fact of it is, uh, we're convinced here, we believe that when this is all understood, that there will be peace on earth, that man will live in peace. We think it's the natural uh, result of accepting that there's peace between God and man. Wow. Uh, and that we are progressing toward that. Yes, I know that it doesn't look like that many times in our lives, but folks, we're we're existing in relative peace where we are in most places around the world are uh, uh, living in relative uh, degrees of peace and calm, and the places that aren't, we know exactly where they are because we've got the news telling us around the world what areas aren't living in peace right now. I think the gospel is having its effect. We just this pat, this month had one of the most monumental announcements. It, it was almost like the angels' <laughs> announcement. I mean, this was going to change the planet forever. When the angels said uh, peace and goodwill toward man, uh, man, mm. the dynamics were changing completely. Do you know that we had a uh, physics? Uh, 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 understanding that just a breakthrough that it will never be equal to this declaration, but the declaration that we had achieved nuclear fusion. Oh my goodness. Uh, Folks, nobody's as excited about it as I am. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this because you lived, I got to live 70 years to see a whole new world born. Mm. Now I'm not going to see it come to its fruition. But I already know what the future is going to look like. I already know that everything's going to be operated by its uh, its own star. Right, now, if you've not kept up with it, you probably think I've flipped my lid. But <laughs> the uh, you know it's it's really strange because we have the people 
who are fighting climate change, and I'm all for clean air and clean water. And then we have the people who are fighting for fossil fuels, and there seems to be this raging battle. Do you know that the discovery of this will put both sides out of business? Mm. You say, well, we believe in clean energy. Uh, You won't need clean energy. Because there really is nothing clean energy anyway. There's cleaner energy, but there is no such thing as clean energy. You say, but the windmills. Well, windmills kill birds and blah, 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 blah. I know all that. Um, uh, But the clean energy is truly nuclear fusion, not fission. What's the difference? Well, I'm way outside my pay grade here, but I'm going to do it anyway. Nuclear fusion splits atoms and creates waste product from that. Nuclear fusion binds atoms together and creates uh, power from that. We are now, for the first time on planet Earth, we have gotten equal amount of energy out of something that we put the same proportion of energy into. Wow. Now, from there, it's going to grow. And there'll be more coming out the other side than goes in the other side. And to me, that's the gospel. Mm. You know, religion is nuclear, uh, nuclear fission. It divides everything to create power. Oh, hmm. it splits everything. It, it, the potential, the potential for good is unbelievable, but the t- potential for destruction is off the chain. Mm. That's religion. That's fusion uh, or fission. Nuclear fusion is bringing all the atoms together and making them all one. Wow. And that any amount of power or energy put into it, there's more comes out the other side. Mm. That's what the cross was. Yeah. The cross, we got more out of the cross than what went into the cross. You had all the anger and the wrath and the judgment and the scriptures and fulfillment of all things. And out the other side comes something so much bigger than all of that called the redemption of the world. Mm. That's what you call fusion. Uh, uh, But, oh, no, it's always been this way. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. All right, so I've done my nuclear fusion thing, and if I'm wrong on some of my stuff, uh, just know I'm. I I warned you I was way above my pay grade. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, as thinking about this uh, proclamation that the angels made, and one of the things, Michael, just talking about heaven, wouldn't you think this would have been a great opportunity for the angels to say, uh, "Glory to God in the highest," and for all of you Earth dwellers. Hold on, because we're going to bring you to heaven. We're we're here announcing to you, heaven is in your future. Mm. But they didn't. They didn't do that, did they, Daniel? No, they didn't. They gave their message. They went back to heaven. Yeah. And but the gift that came down from heaven, yeah, manifested heaven on the earth. Mm. Oh. You make my day. <laughs> fusion, man. Yes, we are. We are in the manifestation of fusion. We're. In, it's a manifestation of the work of the cross. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's. 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 
Uh, see, nature is now taking on the the proprietary physics of the gospel itself mm. because it has to. Everything is going to have to conform to the gospel. Mm. Paul taught about the gospel. It's you know everything conforming to the gospel. Everything's going to conform to the gospel. He kept telling us, I'm telling you, everything's going to conform to the gospel. Everything's going to conform to the gospel. Uh, it's in the process, folks. It has been for a long time. Mm. And But this announcement that we received this week, it is in the last thousand years, there has never been a more important announcement about a change is coming. You'd have to go back 2,000 years to where the angels announced, uh, and on earth, peace and goodwill toward men, to find news greater than or anywhere near equal to this news. This this is amazing. Now, I'll never see it. I'm too old. <laughs> uh, uh, it may, but, you know, uh, uh, with the way things happen now, uh, we're going based on previous projections on how long it takes things. And, and a lot of things don't take as long now because we're way farther along with supportive systems than what we were before. And I think we may have uh, greater supportive systems than, than what we uh, may be uh, relying on or counting on right now. And it, this could happen faster, but my children will know it. You will know it. Mm. You know, if you, if you live to be as old as I do, uh, you, I am absolutely convinced they will install a star uh, in um, your hometown, and uh, it probably keep everybody warm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, every, everybody gets a star. I feel like Oprah Winfrey here. But, uh, everybody gets a star. I mean, it, uh, and. Uh, and when you reduce that size, uh, you could put one in a car, mm. you know, uh, everything that runs on uh, maybe an individual house will have its own star. Wow. And, uh, uh, and once it's installed, there is no charge for the energy because it is <clears throat> whatever it takes to, it'll be the engineering of putting it into place that is going to be, I, 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 I've already been trying to look to see what it takes. There's nothing that exists that you can invest in right now <laughs> because nobody's doing it. So you can't, it's like, <laughs> so anyway, but this would be uh, like investing in Microsoft. It'd be way more than investing in Microsoft before anybody else knew about it. Mm. Gosh, we live in a wonderful world, Daniel. Yeah. And I am just, I am so convinced that all of these um, uh, 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 people that feel like they've got to control the world are just going to be exposed one right after the other. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're going to collapse in on, on their own uh, foolishness. Uh, now, sadly, a lot of people have to die before that happens. But uh, I, I, uh, like I said, I'm 70 years old, and I'll be leaving this world uh, not discouraged. I'll be leaving this world greatly encouraged and trying to get everybody to be encouraged about what the future holds because I think it is absolutely fantastic. 
and you put just where physics is taking us now together with the gospel, oh my goodness. Mm. What a world. What a world. You know, Michael, I consider this our Christmas podcast, and I always remember as a pastor, I always took the opportunity on Christmas service to read the part of the so-called Christmas story, which for the record did not take place on Christmas night. When the wise men came from afar, bearing their gifts, they brought yeah. gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Uh-huh. We're in a pledge drive. <laughs> ah. So we want people to bring in their gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Well, you can leave out the frankincense and the myrrh. I don't, I don't know where to cash them in. <laughs> gold, cash, credit cards. There you go. Yes, we are in the middle of our pledge drive, and uh, we will take scripture, or not scripture, we will take Bible verses <laughs> out of context for our benefit. But uh, if you feel so inclined to participate in our quarterly pledge drive, uh, we ask that you do. Uh, you can do that a couple different ways. You can reach uh, Jeff Robertson at 321-220-4373. Um, you can visit us online, gospelrevolution.com, and hit the donate button. You'll find some instructions on there as well as um, other phone numbers, including Michael's or um, our office, and we can facilitate that donation. Uh, our, e um, our post office box is on there. If you'd like to send in a check, uh, there's ways to do that. If you are wanting to give by credit card, we do uh, encourage you to give us a call because we have a system set up that's a little bit better than PayPal um, that's uh, connected on our website, and uh, we could facilitate that. We do appreciate your involvement. We sure do. Thank you guys for being involved. When you order Amazon through Amazon Smile, they will donate 1% of your entire purchase price to Mike Williams Ministries and the Gospel Revolution. Just go to gospelrevolution.com, click on Donation, and sign up for Amazon Smile. It costs you nothing more, and it really helps get the good news all over the planet. Well, Michael, we do have a verse that talks about everlasting life. Actually, we got a lot left, but we've so far made it, Michael, now. We ended our podcast. How far did we make it? We made it all the way through 2 Corinthians. So Genesis all the way through 2 Corinthians. And wow. we have searched for uh, heaven connected to eternal life. We have looked for anything that has men going to heaven. Uh, we've looked at eternal um, life as uh, equal to a ticket to heaven. We've looked at everything about heaven. We have. Uh, whether it is connected to eternal life or not. And uh, to uh, silence the voices that have said <laughs> that we don't believe in heaven, goodness gracious, we've gone through more verses about heaven than your church or your group has ever gone through. We've gone through all of them so far. And we're going to go, we're going to cover every verse about heaven mm. and every verse about eternal life before we finish this. You know, Michael, someone did write in, I think it was on the Friends of Mike Williams, and said, uh, Michael, because you've said that there is no heaven, <laughs> Michael's never said there is no heaven. Uh, I know. We want to clear the air on that uh, again. Uh, when we first started, we got an email, and now again, someone wrote in on Facebook, and we want to be clear. 
we are not saying that there is no heaven. Um, we are <laughs> dividing the line between eternal life and heaven. And, uh, and, and, and in that process, we're also looking for a reference in regards to heaven that has showed anything about us going there. Yeah, everything that has been a reference, it changed from the term heaven uh, during the teachings of Jesus and uh, the New Testament writers to the term heavenly. Mm. And uh, it, it switched from a noun, a place, to a uh, something that was descriptive instead of a, a, an actual place. Uh, that uh, we are seated together with him in heavenly places. Uh, didn't say in heaven. And uh, none of them uh, that places us in him or with him have placed us in heaven, at least not yet. Right. Now, we're about to go through Galatians, so I'm sure there's tons of verses on heaven and on eternal life. Uh, I mean, Galatians is all about the gospel. I mean, it's, if anybody wanted to know about a grace book, they would say Galatians is where you learn about grace. So surely, with heaven being the destination and grace being the ticket that gets you there, Galatians is going to have tons to say about getting to heaven by grace. Uh, two verses? Is that a lot? Two verses? On heaven. Goodness gracious, Daniel. And one right. one verse on everlasting life. Yeah, even in the book that's all about grace and all about the gospel? Even in Paul's book. And Paul, too. <laughs> <laughs> Two well, verses on heaven and one verse well, on eternal life. Okay, well, at least tell me that they're spread out all over the place. Wait. Where, where are these verses? Wait, I may have made a mistake. There's only one verse on heaven in Galatians. Well, you're just the Grinch that stole heaven here. <laughs> <laughs> Galatians chapter 1 and verse 8 is oh my goodness. our heaven. 1-8. Oh, that's that one. That's that one. So let's read verse 6, 7, and 8. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you into the mm. grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed yeah let him be separated from the group mm. yeah. uh, goodness gracious i mean uh, what a what a declaration paul said that number one he's included men and angels here mm. right yeah so uh if there was a good chance for paul to talk about heaven being a place that we are going as a result of the gospel He's affirming that there's this powerful gospel. He says a lot of people are perverting the gospel. Uh, he said, but if it's us or an angel from heaven that preach any other gospel unto you, 
let them be set aside. Uh, you know, I could eat, read that 10 times over and I'm not going to get anything else out of it than what it says. You know what you said to me the other day? Evan doesn't have any more gospel to give us than Ooh, what we've say already that? got. That's what you said. I don't think I did. I think you came up with that. (laughs) (laughs) I get blamed for everything. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going with it. Yeah. Even even angels don't have a gospel you need. You don't need to be hearing voices, Mm, folks. Come on. You know, the Lord's saying to me and Jesus told me this and told me that. Well, you're not hearing anything but your own brain talking to you, convincing you, and giving you confirmation bias. Yeah. Why, why don't you go back to the scriptures? You, do you know them all yet? Mm. Once you learn the scriptures, then talk to me about hearing voices. Yeah. Talk to me about what, uh, uh, how much that uh, you're being talked to by Jesus. And uh, you heard the Lord, and the Lord told me this, and the Lord told me that. I've done that in so I've done it in the, with the Baptists, with the Pentecostals, um, with the Word of Faith people, uh, with the Catholics. I've done that with all of them, and it's all fake. It's all superficial spirituality with people that don't even know what the scriptures say. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing there to check. Did I hear from God or didn't hear from God? And 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 hey, uh, uh, you know, I've I've stood in the prayer lines and from people who were hearing from the Lord. And uh, goodness, I remember the guy that was standing next to his wife, and the the man was praying over them. Told uh, prayed over one man. The Lord told him, says God, uh, God says for me to tell you you're to go to Guatemala. And uh, uh, went and prayed for the next moment in line. He didn't know it was his wife. He says, yeah, the Lord's shown me you're supposed to be serving in Africa. <laughs> and, um, you know, now that may have been an affirmation that they were supposed to get the divorce they wanted, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I, I, folks, I've lived that stuff out. You just don't know how many spiritual people I have been around. Mm. You just don't know. Oh, my goodness. The Buddy Harrisons. You remember Buddy Harrison? Yep. That's Kenneth Hagin's son-in-law. Uh, oh, he prophesied. He rhymed and prophesied. Mm. He brought in rhyming prophesying. And uh, uh, he prophesied over me. You know, if, 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 if you want something that frivolous, stick with it. Mm. But we're telling you there is a solid thing that will rearrange your brain and help you live a stable mental and emotional life called the gospel. Come on. And uh, it, it's, it is just, it's so powerful. This resolution of uh, peace and goodwill toward man, to know that a once angry, jealous, vengeful God is no longer angry, jealous, or vengeful at all is the mindset that we need to have to be able to resolve our own anger, jealous, and vengeful ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, because the prototype has been set, it's been done by God, him, by God Himself. Uh, and instead, we're you know left to our own devices. You don't have to be led 
uh, left to your own devices. Uh, understand and accept what the gospel says about the gospel of peace. And and uh, the peace will come. Wow. So here, this is the only thing, this is the only verse we've got about heaven. And Paul's saying, uh, again, there's nothing about people coming from heaven to tell you the gospel. Yeah. He said, if angels even come and tell you about the, uh, another gospel, uh, you don't even have to listen to them. Wow, wow. And then the verse, Michael, that we have about everlasting life in Galatians. And that's all there is on heaven. That's all there is on heaven. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the one about everlasting life is one that, gosh, I use so many times about taking up an offering. And that's in uh, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 8. Uh, it says, for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Mm. So get out your oh. checks. Get out your wallets, everybody. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. If you want everlasting life, you got to get out your checkbooks and get out those credit cards. Mm. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. And uh, here we are in the middle of, at the end of a book that Paul wrote to the Galatians to understand the difference between law and grace. Wow. That's what this whole book is about. Uh, that being under law, uh, it produces uh, uh, fornication, adultery, lasciviousness, witchcraft, hatred. And you don't have to do any of those things to be guilty under the law of those things, is what yeah. Paul's explaining. Because all you have to do is offend in one law, and you've broken every law. My goodness. And uh, the, uh, the issue here is not you sowing to the flesh and you reaping corruption. We had one who sowed to the flesh and reaped corruption for the entire world, and that was Adam. Mm. And we have one who sowed to the Spirit and reaped everlasting life for the entire planet, and that was one Jesus Christ. Wow. That's what this book is all about, folks. Yeah. We read you the one about going to heaven, and it's not about going to heaven at all. It's about an angel coming from heaven. Everything we've found is about about angels coming from heaven, God coming from Jesus coming from heaven. Um, now, boy, when we get to this spring, and we're in Calgary, and uh, we're going into the Revelation, I don't know what we're going to find there. <laughs> but... I think we've got some very interesting things that all of this has set us up for because we will know before we go into it what is and is not, what it is and is not talking about. Mm -hmm. From the scriptures and from all of the teachings of all the New Testament writers and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, we will know what it can't be saying. But we found out that the book of Revelation is 490-something verses, 90, 400. Yeah, 490-something. Okay. And it's got over 500 references, not quotes, but references to the scriptures in it. Mm -hmm. So that sounds like the most exciting book that, that Daniel Rouse and I could get into. I mean, this thing is making reference to the scriptures. But we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, you know, uh, Michael, again, just a context, 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 um, what this verse is talking about. You know, it's not talking about, uh, you know, sowing to the flesh by, you know, going out and chewing and drinking and smoking and doping and doing girls and doing guys. That's not what it's talking about. That's not mm-hmm. sowing to the flesh. Um, yeah. And that's part of what I was taught, you know, you're sowing to yeah. the flesh. Oh, you just, you're, I remember John George, this is Willie George's brother. He used to come and do uh, youth camps for us all the time. And he always used to say, you're fleshy, flaky, funky friends. <laughs> <laughs> You got to get away from your fleshy, flaky, funky friends. And, uh, but that's, that's not what it is. And Michael, this is just Romans chapter five, uh, in this one verse, uh, this is, this is what brought me into understanding the gospel is Mm -hmm. this one man who sowed to the flesh and the one man who sowed to the spirit Uh. and one man who brought corruption and the one man who brought everlasting life. And as we're looking at what we're looking at now, he didn't bring a path to heaven. He brought everlasting life to mankind. Wow. Righteousness. Well, Daniel, that takes us through Galatians. Now, uh, to get to, gosh, we've got to go through Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Mm. and uh, Hebrews. And uh, first and second Peter, and uh, first and second and third John, Jude, and then uh, before we get to Revelation. Now we're down to a that's about a tenth of an inch of pages to go through <laughs> in <the> Bible. <laughs> so we've gone through everything except Revelation. And the rest of the Bible, we, we've got a tenth of an inch to cover. <laughs> In my Bible, that's only 68 pages. Wow. <laughs> but we got a wild journey ahead of us yet, Michael, because uh, I, I took a sneak peek and I looked at some of these things coming up. And mm, Oh, did you? Yeah. There's some good stuff coming up. but Uh-oh. But you know what? If you want to hear us, you got to keep them checks coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like that uh, Daniel is ready to school me on what we've got coming up, and I'm ready to be schooled. So <laughs> I hope you are ready. And, uh, you know, gosh, guys, we, we, we really do love you. And we know that your love for the gospel and for us is there. Mm. Uh, and we just want you to know we appreciate you. Thank you so much. The pledge drive, uh, like we say, Jeff's, uh, you know, uh, dialing for dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh, you can call him. You can call me. I had uh, one of our new people call yesterday. Uh, he was wanting to do a donation, and and he was just so shocked that uh, Michael Lilborn Williams answered the phone. He said, but don't you have an office? Don't you have a secretary? <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, but I, this is, I, we published my number too. And uh, he said, well, I'll call them. I said, no, I said, I can do it for you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <no."> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, uh, yes, you can call any one of us and we'll be able to help you uh, with your contributions. And um, uh, we'll wrap up this year. 
and uh, see uh, what we have coming up for us. And uh, 2023 is just around the corner. How in the world did this happen? Mm. And I mean, how in the cosmos, not, <laughs> not the Aeon or the Okamani. I mean, the cosmos, how did this happen? <laughs> And so it is, we must leave you, family and friends. If you'd like to know anything about the gospel revolution, then call our office on 832-318-9339. Or call Jeff at 321-220-4373 and speak to us about how you want to participate. Or go to www.gospelrevolution.com and hit the donate button. You can find us on your favorite social media network, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Please be sure to hit that subscribe, share, and like button on whatever platform you are listening. Now it's good night from Daniel Rouse in the extremely frozen tundra. And it is good night from Michael Lilborn Williams in probably the equally frozen right now tundra. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much. I Gosh, this has been a wonderful show. Listen to it 10 times at least. We sure hope that you enjoyed today's PowerCast. And remember, we'll be here to do the same thing all over again next week, only better. Since you're knocking on the door, you're begging to come in, yeah. Unaware that all the while, love's been knocking from within. You are the love you see. A perfect that you need, right? Constructing religion and barbecuing the sacred cows of Christianity before your very eyes. You are listening to Gospel Revolution.